0: You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Oh, what's going on, Philadelphia? Hello, everybody. It's the Go Birds Pod, number four, right here on radio.com and sports radio. 94 W.I.P. I'm John Bartlett. Along with me is James Seltzer. Johnny. That's you. That's Welcome me. back from vacation. It's nice, See, man. See, he paused uh, for a moment. He wasn't sure what to do. Oh,
1: I'm recharged. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I was still on vacation until right at that moment. Now I'm back.
0: <laughs> I'm good now. Where were you on vacation, by the way? Somewhere uh, fun? T-
1: yeah, wife and I's seven-year wedding anniversary. Well, congratulations. How about, so about that? that?
0: Celebrating a seven miracle. years. Daddy Seltzer. And by the way, I, James hasn't announced this yet, but everyone that has been a part of the pod, that's listened to it, are all godmothers and godfathers, too. Exactly. Obviously. Uh, it's, it's the podcast's first Baby. (laughs) That's so So exciting. I think uh, it's only natural that everybody gets to name it. So, again, at James Seltzer. (laughs) Yes, please. Hashtag uh, Go Birds baby name.
1: Inundate me with them, please.
0: We got to square that away before the season starts. Ultimately, I'm
1: sure my wife will be fine with whatever everyone else chooses. Yes, I think that's, you know, we understand (laughs) Eagles
0: players are are welcome and uh, there will be fun things along the way. Not to get
1: 10,000 tweets with name your baby Carson. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, of course you are. (laughs) Carson Oliver Seltzer. Is is just ring, goes right off the tongue. <laughs> it's there. not
1: too bad, not too bad. Uh,
0: also, that uh, goes right off the tongue. Forty one to thirty three, because that's all I can think about when you bring up the New England Patriots. Um, obviously, there's been on everybody's mind. And by the way, we're going to be at Chicken Pete's Thursday uh, and or tomorrow if you're listening to this on Wednesday. Uh, and speaking of still celebrating the offseason and Super Bowl champions, uh, James and I will be live on the WIP Facebook along with. Uh, hopefully thousands of people trying to get the commemorative Bud Light Philly special uh, case that they have. It's a limited amount. Uh, Lane Johnson is signing one of them. Wow. Uh, so that's going to be a give it, Plus, we're going to give it like 10 of them uh, throughout the that's show. Awesome. So from 6 o'clock on till kickoff, come down to Chicken Pete's in South Philly. It's the only place you can go get those. But, James, this is its odd. This is a second preseason uh, uh you know pregame show that we are getting into and last week we we were talking to John Ledyard and it's exciting to see what football is going uh, to get out there and me and Vince we're looking at certain things and we're basically going to be looking at the same things but I had the revelation of like wow this is what it's like to feel like the Patriots <laughs> and kind of starting a dynasty what is there to I mean there's nothing there is nothing that we as a fan base as media or overly concerned with about everything. I mean, we're going to get into some injuries and things, and there's some interesting notes from practice, from what Doug Peterson had said, from what Carson and Nick had said today down there, but overall, uh, the press conferences are short. They went from, and I'm a nerd, and I went back 15 minutes, an average of 15 minutes last year, for Doug or Jim or whoever's standing up there. They're at 10. They're at 7. I think Doug was up there for 7 minutes today. There's nothing to talk about. Nothing to talk about.
1: First of all, that is incredibly nerdy. It
0: I is. Love, it's I go. so
1: nerd. Like to go back and actually, fi- like it's like a real epic level of nerdiness and I love you for it. Um, it's a great point though, John. Think about how much agita and strife and upsetness Ooh, and all nice. this type of stuff we felt with. Frickin' Kelly and last year arguing about Donnell Pumphrey and all this stuff that didn't matter. We're not even arguing about that anymore. That's what I mean. Donnell Pumphrey is nobody right now. It doesn't even matter. (laughs) It is such a unique feeling for us as Eagles fans who are so used to having that edge, that like... I want to kill everybody because I want the Eagles to win so bad type of feeling. And we still want those wins. But it is really crazy not to have the little things to to get upset about, to get angry about. It's hard, John. It's hard to muster up the anger right
0: now. Yeah, I'm looking even just through the starters, the potential starters that could be on here. And we're still debating the same thing. Who's going to be at will? That's been pretty evident that Kamu Grugier-Hills, it's his job to lose, although they keep sticking Nate Gary out there, and it's no discredit to him. I just, you know, Kamu looks like a, an all-around better linebacker in terms of coverage and hit and recognition and all that. Uh, and then you're looking, no, nothing's going to change on the offensive line, and I'm still looking after Matt Pryor. I'm still looking after Taylor Hart because I think that's interesting, but outside of Dallas Goddard and Sidney Jones continuing on, uh, that's the only two things I'm really looking forward to here. James, is there anything that pops out for you other than like, I hope Isaac Sale Malu actually holds on to a, a snap football.
1: <laughs> I don't have a lot of faith
0: in Ike Samalo these no. days.
1: Uh, nor, I mean, when you think about it this way, you look at this roster, like you're putting it out there and thinking about like the guys who are coming in, the Matt Pryors. I- I'm excited about Matt Pryor. you like what you've seen from him, but we are talking about such meaningless stuff. When you look at the whole grand scheme of things and, and where we're at as a roster construction, and and all the the issues and the problems we've had, it's 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 so strange, John. Huh? It's the weirdest feeling I've ever had as an Eagles fan. I, I it's a great feeling. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but there's nothing you can point to like Corey Nelson. We we're so always oh, the new Will linebacker. You didn't even stirred mention his name. That's what on I the dip mean. Chart now. Yeah. Like, and it doesn't even matter. It is a. It's a really unique feeling. It's a really exciting feeling. My biggest takeaway, like you just said, yeah. How the fuck is Taylor Hart still here? <laughs> how is it? What is going on with yeah, Taylor so he's Hart? Still
0: chugging along. It's unbelievable. He had a pretty D-line, good. good first preseason game too. Yeah. Is he
1: the last bastion of the Chip? I know we still got Nelly and a few people who are Chip Kelly guys, technically. But I feel like Taylor Hart is the last real bastion. Well, the, of the, the last chip name that Kelly makes you go era. Chip yep. Kelly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah,
0: there he is. Yeah. But he's still here. Fifth round. Shout in, out to Taylor in Hart. What two 2000- thousand. Twenty fifteen or fourteen? Which yeah, one was fourteen? It? That first draft. Uh, that's right. So um yeah, uh, and and granted, you want to see the other things. The the, the main thing I want to see, the only thing that I'm really excited about still, is Shelton Gibson, and we need to get a ruling on something too. Ooh. Shelton Gibson looked phenomenal in kickoff returns. I know everybody's blown up against. Uh, it's great that he's catching footballs, hundred percent. That long touchdown pass from Nate Sudfeld. Outstanding. Still thinking about it. Want that to continue, too. But I'm not sure if he's really going to see action there, uh, mainly because of one guy in particular who, who I hope we see. And we'll get in, into him in a little bit. Uh, but to me, James, having Shelton Gibson as a weapon on kickoff returns is outstanding if he can continue that pace. I mean, that is speed. Uh, he's got great vision. He is just more than a straight-line runner. It's been obvious since he uh, was here last year, but you know he's starting to put it all together. It's a guy that we're all rooting for. I hope he doesn't become the next Henry Josie. I, I really do want him to stay on this team as uh, he'd be a great, probably even a, a backup returner to Sproles or Aguilar when it comes to punts, if that ends up happening there. But to me, I want Shelton Gibson to build on what he did last season, and then, part two of that is Nick Foles called him Gibby. Gibby. Now, it's probably more of a counterpoint uh, subject to go into, and and we will see if the true Jack Fritz suppression is really real or not, because he always pings me. as like, do you not even listen to the show? <laughs> and then I always yeah. mention him in this show, and I don't think he notices that.
1: Well, because he probably has not listened to our show.
0: Yeah, that's well, that's thing. what I'm
1: saying. It's like, oh, who's suppressing who here, Fritzy? Yeah,
0: exactly. So, but... How do you feel about Gibby? That should be the first question. Most importantly. Let's be real. First and
1: foremost, I can't stop thinking of when Harry Met Sally, when I think of Sheldon Gibson with the whole, you know, Sheldon and the days of the week underpants. Sheldon's going
0: going way back for the kids. Sheldon's
1: a guy who does your taxes. He's not a, uh, you know, well, you know. Uh, But look, I think Gibby, it's, here's what I think of when I think of Gibby for Gibson. It's a Gabe Kapler nickname.
0: Come on. It is a Gabe Kepler. nickname. It's a Gabe nickname. nickname.
1: Yeah. It's a Gibby. Come on. It's the, yeah, I think we need to put a little more thought into it, personally. Right. I think we need to put Over- more thought it. So
0: no we won't Gibby. be calling him Gibby. I don't think Gibby's, uh, for me, it's a baseball name, it's too. It's a baseball name. Yeah, Gibby. I agree with you.
1: I agree with you. We need more thought in it. Uh, as far as, as a Kirk Turner, I love it. I'm with you. I, I think it's been one of the, again, going back to this whole theme of, like, nothing matters like it used to in the same way, but... <laughs> Kick returner is a spot that, you know, Kenyon Barner really handled the most of the work last year there. No one there this year. Corey Clement did some kick returns last year. You prefer not to use Clement there if you don't have to. If a guy like Gibson, who is super fast, has some, you know, ability to make people miss... I think that's a perfect spot for him to get some work, get in the you know get in the game that way. And and again, he's catching the football, so having him as your fifth, sixth receiver and someone who can also give you kick return uh, abilities as well, I think, could be a nice advantage for this team.
0: Yeah, certainly. And uh, it's it's funny you mentioned all those things too because I'm just going through like Jimmy Kemsky's uh, article up on PhillyVoice.com and who impressed and who didn't. And it's all the names that you would expect: Carson Wentz uh, is up there, Dallas Goddard, Matt Pryor, Kamu Grugier-Hill, Jalen Mills, Ronald Darby. They've been Killing it all training camp all OTAs who didn't impress Donnell Pumphrey my boy Matt Jones uh, Wendell Smallwood you know and and mainly because they weren't on the field I don't don't, I'm pretty sure that's that's evident the only name that really sticks out to me um, that I don't think anyone has a grasp on in terms of the beats itself is Mac Collins. Mm -hmm. And everyone expected him. Well, he's already comfortable. He's going to step into that role. And then all of a sudden, not only did the Eagles sign more wide receivers, but then you forget about Shelton Gibson being there and being competent now Mm -hmm. and looking like he's got a skill set that he can play with, uh, with special teams. And Aiken has impressed ever since he's gotten here which is
1: remember how bad we wanted Kamar Aiken two years ago oh, so that's how bad the, for that's how bad the wide receiving core was we were like get yeah, Kamar Aiken as a guy who will play a lot now it's like oh well Kamar Aiken make the team they seem to like him who cares <laughs> I hope he does <laughs> yeah. sure but you're yeah. right it's a really interesting thing because they did bring in Aiken they bring in Marcus Wheaton who you know hasn't been out there as much you worry right. about that for him but, but then they still have Matt Collins and Sheldon Gibson and you figure obviously those top three receivers are making the team so, when it comes down to those last two or three spots, I think it's probably going to be one of the most competitive, lower part of the position type battles that we're going to see the rest of this preseason camp here.
0: Yeah, and even uh, you know people trying to uh, also work themselves up about Haloti Nada, and he's just like, hey, he's not that impressive being out there. Listen, he's 34 yeah. years old, and he's not going to do fine. anything. Yeah. Just, he's Halodin- going to go through we, the motions. I think I mean, we know everything.
1: what Haloti Nada is, yeah. and it, all that matters is he stays healthy. He'll give you... What he gives you if he's healthy.
0: Uh, I would like to see, you know, and we're not going to be able to see him until preseason game number three and that's fine, but I do want to see maybe a little more action from, from Matt Collins, and I was surprised even going back through, uh, and this is just based off, off of memory, but they were uh, about 78% of the time, they were in uh, uh, 11 personnel, so you had four wide receivers the entire time, and you're going alright, well where is everybody? Where's where's Mac Collins' reps? And there wasn't a ton of them. Um, that's the only cool thing about all this is, you know, none of the none of the wide receivers' jobs are safe in terms of probably four, five, and six. I would say, you know, you're you you had expected Mac Hollins to back up Alshon Jeffrey, which is still in the air, and we'll get into that in a second too. But you know, overall, it's it's creating great competition. Eventually, I would assume Mac finally rises up to it, but. Just your impressions on the group overall so far. It's a
1: great question. And obviously those top three, we could just take them out of the conversation. Obviously health is a factor for Jeffrey and Aguilar right now and all that. But those two and Mike Wallace will be on the team. They'll be your top three receivers when healthy. I think we can lock that in. But then like we said, the group's really interesting. I think the thing that Matt Collins has going for more than any of the others is the special teams. And we haven't really gotten into that, but he showed so much last year on special teams. And that was one of the main reasons they drafted him. You know, part of the reason they drafted him. So I feel like that is a huge leg up when you're talking about those lower roster type spots. If you can go and give something real legitimate on special teams, you have a much better chance of making the roster. So I still feel really confident in Matt Collins' ability to make this roster because of the special team stuff. But it is interesting, man, because there are legit options now. Uh, you know, whether or not you're a Marcus Wheaton Wheaton fan, I'm not. Whether or not you're a huge Kamar Aiken fan, I'm not there's still guys who have had success key, in the NFL yeah, yeah. to at least a certain yeah I kind of <laughs> yeah. li- like Kamari right. a couple years ago whatever but they're guys who have had success in the NFL and then Sheldon Gibson someone they liked enough to keep around last year and is starting to show something yeah. now so it's a really competitive bottom of the, the and you know, Rashard kind of Davis too there. who's just
0: like who's, who's killing himself every practice and making really good plays and same thing with the special teams and this is what I've been trying to figure out all week too you know the kickoff rules have completely changed so you're not going to keep they more than have, likely. They still have kickoffs. Yeah. i telling you. I don't know why everybody dislikes the Greg Shiano rule, but it would make it football so much more fun. You know, I, I've said it to death. Fourth and 15 from your own 25, you choose whether or not you want to make a play or not. It'd be so much more fun. It would like, be fun. You know, a little surprise, like, hey, we're going to go get a first down. Big balls, Doug, you kidding me? Wouldn't just throw <laughs> in there <and laughs> the in third possession? Might get a lot of just... first
1: and tens from our own 25 <laughs> defensively to defend. But, yeah. uh,
0: but overall, um, you know, it yeah, that, it is going to be uh, – you can probably keep that extra receiver because you're not going to keep the offensive lineman for the wedge blocks anymore because those are out. And maybe that means extra linebackers or extra wide receivers – that's kind of what I'm interested in as you get closer down to cut day, of what's going to be more important uh, for that in special teams because that's changed a little bit for some of those guys' jobs um, as well. I will say though that is, and I mean no disrespect because I know it's incredibly hard, uh-uh. but it's always dangerous when you start with that. Ian Rappaport's zero for two with with, with, with pup and and, and non-football injury list Not reports. A great start for Rapp. Right? So <laughs> they they said this thing yesterday where it was hey, Alshon, Jeffrey... Basically, it's just a wording of, hey, he might um, might make the pup list or might not. Anyway, bye, you know, and yeah. that was... <laughs> Dynamite drop in And, and, and everybody just goes, well, wait a second, like, why would that be a factor in this? And as a guy who has had two shoulder uh, surgeries and multiple dislocations, I know the torn rotator cuff is different, but it's all in the same region. It's either working or it's not. There's mm-hmm. not a... Most of the time there isn't a setback, so if they say setback, he ripped it again or whatever, that's it. It's all ligaments and muscle in there. Nothing really else happens. AC joint, it's a little different. Uh, Dislocations, again, it's just ligaments being torn out and tightening up and putting it back in, healing it. Hopefully it works, hopefully it doesn't. You just pray. If for some reason Alshon Jeffrey ends up on the PUP list, something has gone, I don't want to say horribly wrong, but wrong, uh, would you say that It is likely to me, at least, that maybe Alshon Jeffrey isn't there week one for a Thursday start, but week two, and there's going to be no reason to put him on a pup list moving forward. Doug clarified that today, kind of put some cold water on it. I have no idea where that came from. The same thing with Carson Wentz with the pup list, and you know, where's their discussion? Team sources told us that that's ridiculous, and it was barely even discussed as an option. So I don't know. Uh, Ian needs to step up his game, is what I'm saying.
1: Well, is there a little Peterson rap sheet viewed here? Because remember last year too with the with the whole Wentz injury thing and and Nick Foles. Oh, rap sheet put out the Doug Peterson a little unsure if Nick Foles is going to be a starter, and he had to do the like actual like put the tweet out and said, "Never mind to talk to Peterson. Nick Foles is his guy." <laughs> is there a little Peterson rap sheet thing going on could here? Be.
0: I hope so. It could be, and that way such that, a fan of that. that. Go get him, Doug. That could have been like. Something that he actually thought and said, "You motherfucker!" I told you not to say anything. I'm just giving wrong it with you, bro. You asshole! Because now we know. Now we know after a couple of months that like they did have a conversation sure. with Nick, and I'm sure there was some unsureness going on there. But you don't say those things. I think uh, everybody kind of toes the line, and every reporter is guilty of of going up to the line, maybe crossing it a tiny bit, and then coming back from it. So yeah, I'm I'm here for <laughs> I'm here for doug you. versus Rapaport. That'd be that's a, that'd be a fun oh. feud kind of moving forward. Um, there are a couple of things that I'm I'm noticing too, and this has kind of been my theme for the last two weeks here, Seltzer, is in in the in what's cool about this is it is still happening and I it's it just makes me want the regular season more. It doesn't make me want to see more preseason games. The the Eagles are turning in and have been turning in to a spread college offense. Mm. That is what is happening in front of our eyes and it's working. It is working. Like uh, uh, You're seeing darts. You're seeing jets. You're seeing all sorts of different stuff. that you're, you're seeing the the one thing that I want them to do. And again, this is when Carson has to be a little more ready and a little more ready to run. But, you know, I, I mean, I always just say the oop-de-oop because I never know what to call it exactly. But it's they make the four-person diamond either to the left or the right. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a running back or a tight end that spreads out there too to – kind of make it all equal. But they run the sit there is there is a, a big college play where they run that oop to you kind of look and it looks like it's just a quick dart or a quick screen up to the wide receiver who's bubbled against the three other guys that are running forward and instead it ends up just being a fake. It turns into like a, a almost an off tackle run for the mm-hmm. quarterback to go run for 12 or 13 or 14 15 25 yards. I feel maybe I'm maybe it's a, a bit of a stretch. I do really feel like we are seeing college football at the link and not on Saturdays with Temple, but it's climbing towards a spread offense here in Philadelphia in the NFL. My, my heart is so warm because I enjoy college football so much. And I always say, why don't they run this in the NFL? Because it works. I think they've adapted a lot of their playbook to look like the spread offense.
1: What's funny it's is... It's no longer
0: the West Coast.
1: How many times have we said this, but it seems to be like more and more and more true every time we hear anything from Doug, every time we see everything he's doing. Yeah. He's who we wanted Chip Kelly to be. <laughs>
0: yes, I'm going, Doug Peterson wow. is
1: the real Chip <laughs> Kelly. That is a beautiful thing, and I'm with you. Look, I think, I think that if you look around the NFL and you look at where Doug came from, uh, I think Andy has probably been the best coach in the league in terms of bringing college concepts into what he does. Definitely, You've seen it
0: uh, or, so much with that Kansas could, City team. Or could it be... Doug, so there doing it too. I when, mean, and Nagy, big role in it. And Nagy, sure. Kinda, all right. But
1: either way, where he's coming out from, I mean, that is part of what Doug has done. It is not a surprise at all for him to look to that, to the college game and try and take stuff from it. And we saw it last year. Doug was the most creative play caller in the NFL, period. There's no arguing against it. He was clearly the most aggressive as well, which paid off. But he was so creative with his formations, with his movement, with his misdirection. All that type of stuff is the hallmark of a Doug Peterson offense. It makes so much sense to incorporate that type of stuff. It's its what they're doing already. It's just adding to it. It's making it more to the max type of thing. And I, look, I think we've talked about this a ton, but the NFL does take stuff from the college game guys all yeah. the time. Yeah. And I think that you want to be out in front of that. That's where the NFL is going and and Doug is at the forefront of it.
0: And this is why I I keep getting less and less stressed, you know, cuz we talked about it on Saturday with me and Vince a little bit of of just trying to go like what is it that makes Peterson the guy like what makes him a great coach? Cuz he is, but what's the definable thing? Like most of the, everybody's got like a thing. And I, it's just there's too many things cuz it's not in in our minds, you're so used to one guy controlling everything, and you're going, okay, um, you know this this is how I run things and this is how I do things. But you know when he does dissect and go, okay. Uh, f- uh I-, I trust you to run red zone o- offense, Filippo. And I trust you to come up with a- uh, the concept and game plan. That's a great point. F- Frank, Greg I trust you immensely in the run game. Deuce Daly, you're going to be my guy. Grow, press, I need you How to about- find plays that make sense in this concept. Also, the analytical department says if we run this shit more often than not against these guys, these concepts will work better in this personnel I'll see at practice. Give me the call sheet, and I'm ready to go.
1: How about trusting your quarterback to make the biggest call in Eagles history? But it's a great point. No, I'm talking across the board. I think that that is something that Doug does not get enough credit for. He is someone who collaborates. He is someone, the best leaders, in my opinion, whether it's sports, whether it's business, whether it's whatever, the best leaders are people who put people they trust into positions underneath them and trust those people to do what they do well. Doug doesn't just put his players in best positions to succeed. He puts his whole infrastructure in the best positions to succeed, and he gets the best out of those guys because of it. It's the best way you could possibly run a team, in my opinion.
0: So that's why I'm kind of interested to see whatever wrinkles that guys like Press Taylor and Deuce and Mike Groh all kind of start to come together with, because for the first time in a very long time on an actual NFL team, They are actually catering to what they have and personnel. They are. Like, it's just going, wow. Now, Jim Schwartz is going to say that, but he's not fucking doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Jim Schwartz can say that all day long, but he's still running a wide nine. Wide nine. But this is the first time I think we've seen, and I would love to go back at some point before the season starts, and look at 2016 now mainly this is because Carson Wentz is developing his own game too and kind of you know being born in front of our eyes but 2016 and how it's evolved to 2017 majorly 2017 to now is going to look completely different not only because of creativity and to keep you know people off of what they do they have to evolve to get to that look at the NFC it's it's just you have to stay ahead of these guys as much as possible and I feel like that's what they're doing I think this was all in the works too you know you're listening to Carson on his plays and Nick on his plays and all, all of that um, it's, it's going to evolve into a lot of stuff because if he goes over to like hey Nelson what did you guys run at USC to make you in the open field a lot more what did you do what, what did that Oh, all right, we did this. We had these concepts. This Cool. This is your package now. We're going to make sure because they're deficient against slot wide receivers, we're going to pound them into submission, which is why uh, I don't know if you, we said this last night and feel free to go listen to it because there's a lot of fantasy football content. Imagine that talking fantasy football with the non-expert of our of our weekend because <laughs> he's on vacation. <laughs> I think Nelson Aguilar to me is, is that has the most fantasy value on this Eagles squad.
1: I love that call. I think Corey Clement has a ton of value that too. too. Uh, But I think Nelson Aguilar is being completely underrated in fantasy circles. But to your point about the innovation and all that, I just think it is is exactly what you want out of a team. You want them to not say, all right, we're good enough. This is what we do. Let's just keep doing that. You want them to say, what's next? What can we do to change? What can we do to adjust with the way the NFL is changing? And like you said, the NFC's gotten better. It was already the better conference last year, and it got better this year. And Aaron Rodgers is healthy. And there's so many things you can point to that – you worry about in terms of, of the competition in the conference. But I, 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 I'm so floored. It's so exciting to talk about a head coach of a team who we have such faith in and such belief yeah. in and to say, I know that dude knows what he's doing. I know that dude is in control of this situation. You know, look, we, I'm going to say a dirty word here
0: because you brought it up. I'm dirty gonna write, word. I'm going to write it, Get it down. Get ready. Get the bleep button. Tell ready. your mom. Analytics. because what you just said what you just said
1: there with Nelson Aguilar going and asking hey what did you run hey it's all information analytics is more information and this coaching staff wants all the information at their disposal another perfect example we've talked about it like crazy but the last year with Foles and going back and using the Chip Kelly concepts and using the the college type stuff and the uh, read option and all that stuff that is all taking all the information you have available and Finding the right information to help you succeed in a certain point. I think it's been one of the hallmarks of this coaching staff, and I think it portends great things for the future.
0: Yeah, I hope it continues on, too, because if um, you, know, you can get your first constantly evolving thing, I mean, that's when you can start to talk about the dynasty yep. talk, and you can talk about, you know we're going to be doing this to do this every offseason is a dream it's just to, just to be praising everything that yeah that's the easiest job in the so world it's so weird and it's also hard to to find you know the critical spots uh, in, in this when we're when we're talking about it and honestly there there aren't many i mean sure um, are you concerned about jalen mills leaving the field today absolutely i am i don't know what is going to happen with the structure of the depth maybe even the starters or nick Foles. And this is the other thing that I was thinking about coming into this week too. Is you know we're starting to get closer and closer to that how he makes a move type of type of thing. I mean, we all celebrated uh, Jordan Matthews trade to <laughs> to Ronald Darby. That was that happened last Saturday. What a Saturday. trade! By the way. What yeah, a trade! What a fantastic trade! What that a trade, is, man! I the the other th- as as much as I've been critical on like man, you should have traded Nick Foles. The other thing I keep forgetting is. Howie can have, this is the first time, a lot of firsts here, the first time that the Eagles in it as an organization and Howie as a general manager can go, fuck you, come to my price. They don't have to do anything, anything. They don't have to do a damn thing and they can wait it out and wait it out and say, if you want some of my Super Bowl players, you're going to have to pay for my Super Bowl players and wait and wait and wait and wait. I don't. I can't really read the room that well. But in your mind, if Howie's going to do something, is it going to be small or is it going to be big? Because I don't think there's a medium there. I uh, just think yeah. it's going to be this or that.
1: I agree with you. I think it's going to be small at this point. I, I know we talked in recent past in the the Jason Lockham four article about star hunting and all that. And at, look, if a quarterback goes down, or if something else happens, or whatever that facilitates a trade that is a big one, I I, I wouldn't say it's out of Possibility or out of realm of possibility because we've seen how we do it before, each of the last two off seasons. But um, I think that the way you look at it right now, especially with the Wentz, you know, kind of the way he's progressing and it looking like there's a chance he's not ready to start the season. I just I think it would, like you just said, I think it would have to be the perfect storm of a situation where a team is willing to give Howie literally everything he wants to make yes. a trade. So I think it's going to have to be dependent upon injury or something like that. But I could see them packaging a couple smaller depth pieces together for an upgrade at linebacker, an upgrade at whatever, something like that. But I don't, look, we didn't see the Bradford trade coming. We didn't Definitely see the Darby trade coming. So who knows? It's Howie. He could do anything and I totally would be in on it. But I also, I would be surprised yet again. So I would be surprised last time. So that means it's probably going to happen. He's probably going to trade for a superstar.
0: So here's, can I take you to Fantasyland for a oh, moment? Oh, please. Let's My go to Fantasyland land. just for a moment. Now, Khalil Mack.
1: Oh, right. We're talking real fantasy right now. I mean. We're talking high-end fantasy. I mean, right
0: there now. is a lot of, is there not a lot of drama going on in Oakland slash Las Vegas right oh, now?
1: Oh, yeah, buddy. He's not happy.
0: Is he or is he not 25 years of age still on a rookie contract? and i start thinking well you know i mean it is john gruden uh he obviously has a lot of say in what's going on i'm pretty sure he does indeed like a lot of these eagles players and if it takes a ronald darby a nick Foles and something else to go get somebody like khalil mack and maybe throw him a second round pick baltimore's second round pick from this season to say khalil mack why don't you just line up with Derek Barnett <laughs> for the next five years and uh, just, let's just see where this ends up going with uh, a bunch of cocks in it. Like, to me, I I would hope that they're knocking on that door, because why not? I'm sure they are. Um, I, don't, I really don't think at the end of the day the Raiders want to trade it, but it's, I, I don't know. I mean, it, t- t- I believe in striking while they're weak. And the Raiders are weak. Uh, uh, The Raiders, to me, are mismanaged to all hell, and they have been ever since time has existed. (laughs) Uh, Any team, and it's a very small sample size, but any team that is about to move to a new city, it goes to hell. Like, Mm -hmm. what are you competing for? I feel like you could have the conversation about Khalil Mack with the position that the Eagles are in because... Gruden wants to pick his own groceries, and if you haven't contacted him at all through this process, that tells me something.
1: Yeah, and I, look, I would guess they have. And with all that's sure. happened, I would guess that that's what how he
0: does. He's always locked in. It's probably no thank you. We're going to solve this. Yeah, enjoy probably. Super Bowl. But to your
1: point, I like not just the idea of of the situation because obviously, look, Cleo Mack's a top five player in football, maybe yeah. He's certainly a top three defensive player. He's as good as it gets on the edge there. And would be an amazing fit, and I think the Eagles make sense from a team perspective. It's a guy who, you know, a team you can come into, and he makes a lot of sense here, like you just said. Yeah, Line him and Barnett up on side by side for the next five years, <laughs> That's and just and point. you
0: own oh, oh, the team. Oh, I didn't even say the the main thing. Like, why wouldn't you be able to trade Brandon Graham at that point?
1: Well, the, and that would be another interesting little wrinkle to it.
0: But now, uh, I'd be sad at the same time. But it'd be like, but also. Khalil Mack and Michael Bennett yeah. and Some, Fletcher Cox yeah. and all them. And again, yeah.
1: this is this is fantasy land. This but, is a total fantasy. But land. I do also like the idea of preying on stupid teams. Yeah. You know, I mean, how he has done that? He's taken advantage of Rick Spielman, and I know that the Vikings are are, are pretty well put together team and all yeah, that. They are. But he's taken advantage of situations. Either take advantage. The of Dolphins it, many times. Dolphins many times. Stupid teams, teams that are in dire need. Whatever it is, take advantage of those situations. And look, it, right now, it doesn't feel like it's at that point. But if this Cleo Mack thing goes on and on, and like you said, Gruden's coming in and no nonsense, and he's taking it back to to when football was tough and whatever all the other crap he said, I I think that makes a lot of sense. That's the type of guy that with all your depth, with all your assets, that you could actually put something together for and maybe get cheaper than you absolutely should get it.
0: There's no reason to do anything else, in my opinion. I agree. Uh, I know that there is... Either high
1: end or or whatever.
0: Because Omar Kelly down in uh, Miami, which first of all... Uh it had rumored <laughs> you know that the that the, the dolphins were looking for cornerback help and people kind of chimed in on that. And that's fine. Like but I I don't understand taking something even if that was Ronald Darby. You know it, sure if it's ridiculous, if it's a it's a if it's a first round pick and a lot of people think that Miami's going to be really bad this year. I still don't. I think they're going to be Ooh, okay. I think they're going to be bad. I think they're going to be okay. Like they're going to like a I mean, they're a great coach, obviously. Seven, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's the thing too. It's just you know your quarterback, your all of that. You start doing stupid crap when yeah. when you're when you lose your QB. No matter how good we think Tannehill is, I think it sucks. Of course, you know, Kean, what's up, buddy? I know it's uh, uh, you know on your mind to just constantly have him above Carson Wentz or whatever, but. I I, I, I don't listen to that guy. I don't. I, I don't think you do that. I don't think you do anything like that. You don't, I don't
1: either. You don't make your team worse for this year for no, for so, a
0: pick like for that. Like it, totally agree. As that a you. starter anyway, it, d- it makes no sense. I agree. And then you could you know Cindy Jones goes the outside and sure you could go Bosby. You could go. Uh, the other interesting thing from this week is Devontae Maddox has been um, in there uh, starting at the nickel spot. I like Avante Maddox. Oh, did I say Devonte? Devonte yeah, Devante Bosby, 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 Bosby. It's, it's tough. tough. It's, it's tough. Like, yeah.
1: I, I like Avante Maddox right. a lot. Uh, just as a long-term guy. I don't know. Too. How, I don't know and how again, much...
0: in and outside. Exactly. As well. yeah. Exactly.
1: Long-term, I like that asset, especially as a fourth-round pick. Uh, look, again, th- this is what we're talking about. We're talking about such minute parts of what we're you know talking about for this season and i think part of that is what you're talking about here is like i don't think the upside of giving up ronald darby for the future for building for the future is worth what you have right now and the ability
0: i mean if it's a first round pick they got to say yes well
1: yeah if it look <laughs> the dolphins are going to be a tough <laughs> i would be mad if they didn't say yes right yeah. well especially because darby's at the end of the season his contract is up and right. so the situation look you're not trading Sidney jones for the first round pick Yeah, the hell no is the point but right. regardless i think that look this team has a chance to be the ninth team in the history of football to repeat yeah, and like a real chance. Like they are set up as one of the best teams in football with a quarterback coming back who is hungrier than you could ever possibly be after winning the Super Bowl. I think that that is a very unique thing, and I'm not saying you you hurt the future for the now, but I don't think that you make a trade like that where you hurt yourself now for a a potential upgrade in the future that isn't even a real tangible thing.
0: No, uh, I yeah, I completely agree. I, I'm. You know, if it gets into the backup roles where they're not going to see as many snaps, yeah, totally. you want to package those together and totally. do something.
1: Give us a first-round pick for Russell Fine. Douglas. Yeah. We'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm
0: in. Well, and that's, a, that's a guy that needs to show show a little something. I mean, it's again, results all over the place. I want him to be so good, but, you know, I, at, at the end of the day, maybe next year, maybe he's one of the expendables and... And that's it. I still think he's great for depth and trying to get on his toes. It's a big deal for him to be in a
1: movie with Stallone and and Schwarzenegger. And yeah,
0: all that. yeah. <laughs> Did I miss something? Th- you
1: said one of the Expendables. Oh yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> damn it. Where's Sorry. Dolph Lundgren when you meet him? <laughs> right over your head. My yeah. bad. <laughs> uh, well, that'd be fun. Just the the, exp- the Oh oh my God! Stallone, Schwarzenegger, Lundgren, s- some, s- Somebody right now make the Expendables, but all the bad corners that the Eagles have had. Oh, like put Bradley yes! Fletcher on there and put you know Naomi. Williams, Williams can, can join even the throw party.
1: Jenkins do we, in there. Do, Let's we roll. do
0: we throw our our old uh, friend uh, Rock Carmichael under the bus? Do we put him on the poster as yeah. like the ninth guy? That's I mean, on the I poster? love Rock, but yeah, <laughs> throw him
1: in there. Throw him a bone.
0: Uh, who else was who else was there? Uh, Brandon Boykin, I guess we can put on there. Yeah, somebody make an Expendables poster at Go Birds Pod. Uh, that would be phenomenal. We'll <laughs> be give awesome. you all the credit in the world if you can kind of pull that together. Um, I uh, yeah yeah. So i I do think something's happening with how we eventually uh, i how does this shake out though? I mean, I regarding the secondary, let's say there's no trades that are made. I mean, that's your that's your lineup, right? Darby, uh, Jalen Mills, Sidney Jones. That's it? Yeah. And, with, and, and I think, roll on from I do there. think
1: that 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 they will mix and match with the nickel spot if if they don't have a ton of success right away if Sydney struggles or whatever. I think you'll see Bosby, you'll see Maddox all get reps in there especially over these last few preseason games, but I think ultimately, right now, if I were betting on what the starting three would be, I, it, you lock in Darby and Mills on the outside, and then I think Sydney Jones probably your nickel.
0: All right, we're about thirty-five plus into this podcast, Sir James Seltzer. I need your Christian Hackenberg. Oh, <laughs> I gotta tell you, today zero for two, both passes intercepted. Kamu Grugier hill Razul Douglas. Uh, and then completed one just before practice was over. I mean, they literally, he had two reps in 11 on 11, so then they yanked him out of there. Are you going to be able to survive the fourth preseason game? Because I don't think I'm going to be able to.
1: No, I don't want to watch it. Don't make me watch yeah. it. Don't Against make his me former watch team. it. Oh, the Christian Hackenberg's revenge game,
0: which is still one of the worst I, performances I've ever seen in that preseason game last year when he was on the other side.
1: See, this is why Bill O'Brien is a great coach. <laughs> <laughs> right? He still made that guy that, look huh? confident. He made him look confident. He was a first round pick in Bill O'Brien's world. Unbelievable. I, I love the Hackenberg signing because it is so clearly just an arm. Just yeah, to, hey, yeah like, we need to get through the rest of the preseason. We don't want Nick yeah. to play too much. Wentz isn't playing.
0: Hey, Mike Groh, you, you knew this kid, right? Yeah. Yeah, f- whatever. Just bring like, him on board. Bring
1: some dude in here. Yeah. Why not?
0: Does that give you a little bit of concern that Foles is more than likely not going to play that much during the preseason?
1: I, no, it doesn't. It really doesn't. Like, I mean, I wa- it is, it Again, is just I a wa- little next pass. I know, so. and I want, to, I want to get concerned about these things because last year we spent so much time talking about the elbow and Nick Foles has not played in the preseason. Is he Is he going to be on IR? Blah, what's going on? And it was like, no, no, no big deal. Yeah, it's whatever. fine. So I, I feel like...
0: It's, yeah, but he's actually got to play football now.
1: Right, true. As opposed true, to sitting there very until true. week
0: 13. Either way, yeah. it's
1: just funny because I feel like with anything, you start to get... A little nervous about or angry about you look back to last season and with how magical and obviously that you know can never do the same thing again and and whatever but so many instances of the types of things that in years before would have been the death knell or so important it's just showed last year that you can still win with all those things happening again they won the Super Bowl with Nick Foles uh, anything can happen and and obviously you don't do analysis that way or anything like that but I think it does take some of the edge off the stuff like this. The, oh, Nick Foles has sure, spasms not yeah. It's like, alright, whatever. He's fine.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm just how many... <laughs> Do you, do you think Hackenberg... I, I doubt Hackenberg's it. No, he's got, he has to. Oh, he'll I mean, see preseason gonna time. Di- Nick's not going to play. For sure.
1: The, the point is he will not make the team. Oh <laughs> no, no, big, no. Big, anyway. Of
0: course. Uh, we actually <laughs> joked about his fantasy value uh, yesterday, which was fun. Uh, if you're
1: in a bad quarterback's league... I, well, here's
0: my question, since you're the fantasy expert. A little sidebar here. Yes. Why don't they have a fantasy league... That's like Deuce to Seven or Raz in poker, where you're trying to make the, the worst? worst.
1: Well, they used to. I mean, they never did the full thing, but Bill Simmons back on Grantland used to have the oh, bad. Oh, look, qu-
0: a Bill Simmons throughout yeah. reference. That's <laughs> good. What are you going to do here? What are you <laughs> going to do here?
1: Uh, he used to have the bad quarterbacks. We'll keep a streak, a streak alive. Yeah, I yeah. should
0: put a reel together of how many times you mentioned <laughs> That'd be good. Will you Sorry. Send it to him, uh, Bill. I yeah, love you, Bill. We're buddies. <laughs> uh, you don't know me, but we're friends. Yeah.
1: Um, but look, I think it, it was a funny thing. They had a bad quarterbacks league, and you got your points based on how shitty your quarterbacks played. I think that's a really fun concept. I don't know why people have not done that more.
0: Yeah, because all you—I was—I was saying last night, all you have to do is set. Like a, okay, they have to play 25 they, snaps it's the in a point. game.
1: They have to play a certain amount. Otherwise, right. it's just
0: stupid. Yeah, you so pick yeah, bench I'm, guys. Right. But
1: I think it's, why don't we do that? It's yeah, a well, fun idea. Let's
0: figure it out. Somehow yeah. we'll figure it out. And you got to set your lineup to like, all right, I think, yeah. And then if you... Uh, if you don't lowest yeah, you, score wins. Yeah, right? lowest score wins. <laughs> and if the guy doesn't uh, get 25 snaps, you can start anybody, but it won't count towards any of your scores.
1: We could. I mean, you could do it And with a, just a normal league, and you draft knowing that way, and then essentially whichever team has the most losses is actually the team that wins. Yeah. Because you want to lose. You want to have the least. Like, won. could
0: you start Sam Bradford, Phil, well, knowing that he might get injured in the first quarter oh, and never see the great. light of day after that? That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> like injuries are acceptable, uh, acceptable, and they will count. Yeah. Towards it. So if you think man yeah let's let's try and figure that out too at uh, James Seltzer at John Barchard at Go Spot. if you are interested in trying to start the worst fantasy league <laughs> kind of concept I think we should just call
1: there. it that the worst fantasy the league the worst fantasy league I think, I think, it think it'll be a lot of fun encompasses everything there
0: uh, alright let's get serious for one moment for one moment do we as, have to uh, yeah, yeah I, okay. I, I just need to get this out there just for my own I'm worried about my boy Trey Sullivan I need to see something out of him he was kind of eek uh <laughs> well cor- the, w- the choreograph. Feelers. signing
1: certainly didn't help your boy Trace. Yeah, out no, much.
0: it didn't. It did. Uh I another guy that I'm, you know, very much rooting for, um, I'd like to see uh Joe Osman kind of shine a little bit more even though
1: Remember how excited s- everyone was about Joe and the He's not going to
0: make, this, gonna make the team. There's too many pass rushers. <laughs> I know. There's too many goddamn pass rushers. Uh, too much talent. What do we do? Speaking of too many pass rushers, Josh Sweat. sweat. I, you know, originally Sweat. You thought that Sweat they was going to maybe <laughs> somewhat end up on the Phantom IR sweat but he is <laughs> as I've seen uh, I think from Benjamin Solek sweat uh, go up against guys like Jason Peters sweat and just <laughs> take care of business so I think Josh sweat should be <laughs> working out That's really good. I, I think it's I I, I I want him to make the team like Do you I don't, think he I don't well. putting you on the spot right now it is August whatever August 14 give me a give me a uh, an, a dollar amount um would you bet blank on okay. Josh Sweat making the team? Would you
1: bet? Uh, you have a fifty dollar bet. You have to make yes or no.
0: Let's <coughs> agita right there. Fifty bucks. Uh, Josh Sweat makes a team. Yes. Stephen Means once again is it makes a team, but it's inactive. Sweat, sweat. Uh, sweat. I um, he's just too good. I'm excited. He's performing too well. Yeah.
1: Look, the upside is so high. Yeah. It's the kind of guy get him where in there. exactly get him in here, work with him every day. He won't make it to the practice squad. There's too much upside there. You know, you, I don't think you could do that. I mean, I know that's an option, but I think more likely, like you said, if the, if he's not on the the 53 man, it's because he was phantom yard. I don't yeah. think you could take the risk of putting him in the practice squad. The upside is so high, and we've seen those flashes. I'm with you. I think he should make this team.
0: Um, st- get Stephen Means on a team that. Means needs business. Me, 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 means business. So don't send him to Tampa Bay. I think Steven uh, Means just
1: has an automatic roster spot every year. No, he it. should. <laughs> he, he,
0: but like, that's, a, that's a nice small move, Howie, thing to package him up and somebody else to go get uh, another something. And I don't know what that other something, other something, maybe a backup center. I have no idea. But you These know, are our champagne problems, Jim. Yeah, very much champagne problems as, uh, as we go along. Also, the main component of this game, is, I don't want it to be lost that is indeed the team that lost the Super Bowl to the Philadelphia Eagles who did win the Super Bowl and are Super Bowl champions and once again we will be at Chickie and Pete celebrating that in South Philly uh, Thursday slash tomorrow night depending on when you listen to this on uh, you know Thursday, August 16th lead up 6pm to 7.30 right up until kickoff giving away lots of fun Bud Light stuff I want them to do something fucking petty in Foxborough and not that god awful piece of art that they put on the billboard in Foxborough did you see that shit that yeah. was terrible. the art
1: wasn't great but I like the, the
0: thought behind it I like the but heart of the idea I don't I hated all of it. There was like a Twitter war <laughs> over it. It looked terrible. I think I saw Meech say, wow, that looks great. If it was, you know, my the first grader who won the art contest as a toddler or something, I'm going, yes, that's what, it looks terrible. Like, don't even put it up. <laughs> you know, it just, or I, would just, I would have just, in big bold letters, you lost, and just put the score underneath. It would have been fine. But I think you just I, that, need to put the score. Just 41-33. forty-one thirty-three. that's all Boom. it should have been. Brought to you by a, the AI1 Foundation. Well, that probably wasn't, it wouldn't be a good look for Carson, <laughs> but I would appreciate it. But that gave me a craving for pettiness, and I need something petty to happen. And therefore, uh, I want Doug Peterson to either call a trick play or do a fake kneel down or something or Lane Johnson just to talk shit and Brandon Brooks to talk shit like I feel like there's pent up aggression still towards a lot of that on the field I want them to do something that just makes Bill Belichick mad I want to make him mad because I think he thinks it was a fluke too and whatever just a reminder like have somebody uh, wear Malcolm Butler's That's jersey what I was and about take a to say. And put, Oh, really?
1: No, that was going to be my idea. It's so great. Just have one of your players, like someone who's not playing that I ever just walk out in Malcolm Butler jersey. That would be so <laughs> petty and amazing. Just like, um, whoop. sorry. Sorry, guys. Got my Malcolm Butler jersey on. He's still on your team, right? <laughs> oh, no. Okay. I love that idea. You know, my, I want Doug Peterson to just walk to the 50 yard line of every game before it with the Lombardi Trophy yes. and just hold it up in the air. Yeah. I'd be very down with that. I, here's my thing though with Lane, I don't know if I want Lane to play in this game. No, Lane's talked a lot of shit about the
0: Patriots. Yeah. This what do you think they're going to target him? I now? don't
1: know. They're the fucking Patriots. They cheat like crazy. Would you put it past <laughs> them to put their six-string offensive lineman or defensive lineman in there and take a shot at Lane? I ner- I'm nervous about that. I don't want Lane anywhere near anything going down there. I mean, get him in there for a couple plays, but he's talked a lot of shit about the Patriots, man. Yeah, but when right but, justified, but, but they go righteous. But, but you know but. what
0: they say? Yeah, he's right. Yeah, he's probably right. <laughs> <That> fucking sucks. <laughs> I think, Shaq, so I think Shaq Mason's going to go like, hey, man, thank you.
1: <laughs>
0: thank you for getting the word out. Here's some more shit. Yeah, Rex Burkhead. Hey, man, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's hell in here. I wish I never would have signed this Kyle Tra- contract. Oh God. Hey, man. Hey, Kyle Vannoy, how you doing? Listen, man. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Just <over> a word. <laughs> <I can't. laughs> Ah, you I, so bad. Come on That's gotta be I've never wanted operating. anything
1: more Every Tom Brady yeah. walks up to him
0: Hey man Thanks <laughs> yeah, like a, Adrian, <laughs> Adrian Claiborne walks up to him Hey man Shit You were right I should have I should have stayed in Atlanta Fuck. Malcolm <laughs> Butler Oh wait never mind. <laughs> Sorry he Actually, apparently he's been, he's been having some trouble in Tennessee, too. so yeah, Maybe
1: they'll bench him for a really
0: important game. <laughs> right. So, actually, he, you know, here's what I want you guys to do. Uh, you can call our, our hotline at 267-245-6066. I want you to be take out anyone on the Patriots roster, anyone, and do the same thing, and, and <laughs> we will play the best ones. Oh, hey, look, it's Chris Hogan. Hey, Chris, how you doing? Hey, Lane. You were right. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Please get me out of here. Like, I wonder if every single Patriots player just slips something into everybody's jock, like a note in their jock and just says, you know... Get me out of here! <laughs> Tom, it's like I've been, I've been kidnapped. Please help me. Tom and Bob control everything. It's <laughs> Helen here. Uh, I, well, there's no no better place to stop than no, than there. Perfect. I guess so. Uh, we look forward to seeing everybody again. Chickie and Pete's in South Philly Thursday night, the sixteenth. A lot of oh, I, did I mention we're giving those away? Pretty pretty much the entire time that we're there. The the Philly special. A uh, Bud Light commemorative packs, which is you know two sixteen ounce glasses, a big bottle of Bud Light, and then you know the Philly special is is etched in the back of uh, of all of those. So we're going to give about ten of those away. I know uh, the lines are going to form quickly, so be sure to get there. Chicken Pizza in South Philly, uh, pre and post game will be there with me, James Seltzer. Final thoughts from you, sir. Four words. Tom
1: Brady dropped it.
0: <laughs> Four more words fuck yeah Super Bowl champions. (laughs) We'll see you Thursday. Uh, We'll be uh, live in uh, the uh, postgame show. Hopefully be up quickly. We might be a little hammered by celebrating it, but our plan is to is to go live during the third quarter, maybe make fun of Christian Hackenberg, and if something happens, we'll certainly put something on the end. So uh, for Go Birds, number four, I want to thank you all for listening on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Omni Studios, wherever you can find us, right here on radio.com and 94wip.com. We'll see you guys. Go Birds.